Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. He was there, finally, the end of the day. Taking care of all those sheep is exhausting. Finally, the shepherd is finally lying down on his blanket, maybe out under the stars. And I wonder if he thought, you know, this is one of the best things about being a shepherd, especially about this time of year, late summer, maybe early September, up in the Judean hillside, free from all the heat of most of the summer. And now they've got a cool breeze coming through. But probably one of the best things about being a shepherd is knowing all your sheep are safe in the pen. The gate is shut. Frank, the other shepherd, sleeping in front of the gate to make sure no sheep jump over the top. They didn't lose any today to any of the wolves or any other predatory animals. And at the end of the day, to just lay on your blanket and to keep an eye out. You had to sleep out during the night to make sure no other animals came in and to make sure no other sheep ran off and to catch any that did. But I wonder for five minutes, just five minutes to look up at the sky. Look up at all the stars, to see them twinkling and to see them, how beautiful they were. Here they are up in the Judean hills around Bethlehem. And I wonder how far you could see back then into the night. I wonder how far you could see the stars. They didn't have electricity or any what my astronomy friends called light pollution back then. You could just see probably in all the stars you wanted for miles. And I wonder if your average shepherd just loved to lay there, take a break, starting to fall asleep. His sheep were safe. And on this night, this shepherd, he's enjoying a little peace and quiet, a little stress-free living. When all of a sudden, I don't know exactly how an angel sounds when it flies. But it says in Luke chapter 2, that all of a sudden, an angel appeared. It says an angel of the Lord appeared. Did he walk in to the midst of all the shepherds and begin to announce it? I think he probably flew in, hovered above them with his wings flapping, you know? Or maybe they didn't have wings. Maybe he just flew in like Superman, except without the cape. And he just hovered above them? I don't know, but... I think he flew in, and I can imagine the shepherds looking up at all the stars when all of a sudden, there's a man. There's some sort of supernatural being hovering above us. 
Can you imagine what that must have been like? I think if that happened to me, my immediate reaction would be to run. Probably some did, but some stayed, because this was probably a large flock. And they're staring at this angelic, supernatural being hovering above their heads. And I think I would have covered my head. I would have climbed under my blanket. I would have gotten inside my tent. I would have done anything but look. Time and time again, angels have to say, fear not. Fear not. Don't be afraid. Because the human reaction when you see a supernatural being is to be totally fearful. Because we forget as human beings there's a supernatural world. We don't encounter it. But when we do... Our reaction is fear. And this angel has to say, fear not. Don't be afraid, because they are trembling in fear. I mean, they're out there enjoying the nice night. They're out there enjoying peace and quiet when an angel appears. Now, let me back up. Who are these shepherds? I think that's an interesting question. And I think that's important for the story. One thing that I think is important to understand is that these shepherds were probably not the highest rung of society. It's interesting to me that when God announces the birth of Jesus, he doesn't go to Herod. He doesn't go to these amazing men of the day. He doesn't go to the leading Jewish scholar. He goes to a shepherd. But I also think it's interesting that these probably weren't just your run-of-the-mill shepherds. It seems like the areas, the fields, the flocks around Bethlehem, according to Jewish literature and according to tradition, that whole area was kept for animals that were to be sacrificed in the temple. These were temple flocks. And a whole region had grown up around there. And any area around about a mile square outside of Bethlehem near Jerusalem was kept for the grazing of temple flocks like sheep, like cattle, because they had a huge sacrificial system that they had to maintain. But it's also interesting that the area around Bethlehem, they had an area called the Tower of the Flock. Now, what in the world is the Tower of the Flock? Well, it's interesting. The Tower of the Flock is mentioned in the Old Testament. In Genesis chapter 35, verse 21, the Tower of the Flock, it says, Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent, or basically Jacob journeyed and pitched his tent near or beyond the Tower of Eder, which came to be known as the Tower of the Flock. And later on in the book of Micah, this place, the Tower of the Flock, or the Migdal Eder, or the Tower of Eder. This, it says in Micah 4, verse 8, And you, O Tower of the Flock, the stronghold of the daughter of Zion, to you shall it come. Even the former dominion shall come, the kingdom of the daughter of Jerusalem. So Micah, a minor prophet, is saying out of this area, the Tower of the Flock, The arrival of the Messiah 
is going to be declared. And many Jewish scholars felt, based on Micah 4.8, that the announcement of the Messiah is going to occur at the Tower of the Flock. Now, that blows your mind a little, right? This is not just an announcement to some poor lowly shepherds. This is an announcement that fulfills prophecy 400, 600 plus years old. And this also is an announcement made to shepherds who are looking after sheep who are going to be used in the sacrificial system that because of the birth of Jesus is about to become extinct the perfect lamb is about to be born and the connections there and the prophetic announcement here. Either way, you look at the fact that God, first of all, came to shepherds is number one amazing because the beauty of salvation and the coming of our Lord is announced to the lowly, the outcast, the people that aren't deemed that important in society. If you don't think you're worth much, guess what? The shepherds probably were in that bunch. But who did God announce? First of all, the arrival of his son to them. He came and told the lowly, the outcast, the people who weren't thought of as much, the lower rungs of society, that's who heard the good news first. But then also, if this is true, that it occurred to temple shepherds, at this tower of the flock, think about it's, it's, it's fulfilling prophecy from Micah four eight, and many Jews believe that an announcement of the Messiah would take place in this area. And then once this news began to spread out into that region, I think the other scholars and the other people in that area began to say it's true. Micah four eight is being fulfilled, and what does this say again about the sacrificial system and the Messiah's here? And wow, I can't believe how neat the Bible is and how it's connected. Well, here's these shepherds. And they are trembling in fear. Whether they're temple shepherds or, or just your average shepherd, the key is that God comes to these men by sending his angel. And the angel says, first of all, fear not. Don't be afraid because I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. You can imagine one of the shepherds, he sort of looks up, takes the blanket off over his head. He, you know, maybe sits up a little. He's kneeling, looking up into the sky at this hovering angel. And the angel says, for unto you is born this day. And the other shepherds begin to raise their heads and look up. For unto you is born this day in the city of David which immediately the shepherds would have thought Bethlehem because that was known as the city of David. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I think by this time the shepherds would have stood up and they would have looked at each other in amazement because when this angel said a Savior who is Christ the Lord, 
as Jewish shepherds. That would have been so exciting because essentially the angel is saying, for unto you this day is born Messiah. Messiah. Your Messiah is here. Your Messiah is come. And I bet they began to look at each other and began to get a big smile. And I think the sheep would have been scared to death and totally clumped together in their pen. I don't know. But really the Messiah and this hovering angel then goes on to say, and this is going to be a sign for you. This will be a sign if you want to find this Messiah, if you want to look at him, You've got to find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. That's the sign. When you find a baby who's wrapped in these tight cloths that they would wrap a baby in and then lying in a manger or lying in a feeding trough. Now, if you remember last week, I talked about how a manger was probably a divot dug out of the floor of somebody's house at the end where they would put grain and other food for the various animals that they would have. So this angel is essentially saying, go find a baby wrapped in cloth Lying in a feeding trough. That's your sign that the Messiah has come. And I'd be like, what? I wonder if these shepherds thought, what? We're currently under Roman oppression. We're currently being victimized by these Roman conquerors. And I'm going to go find a baby? And not only that, a baby that's not born at some temple, but a baby that's literally in a feeding trough? And I wonder if these shepherds began to doubt. Is it the pizza I ate the night before? Is, is, am I really seeing this? And then, I think, to reaffirm his message, all of a sudden... It says, there was with this angel a multitude of the heavenly host. This angel hovering and telling them about the good news and how to go see the Messiah. And then all of a sudden, boom, the whole sky behind him is full of an army. This is an angelic army. And there would have been light everywhere. And I think there would have been explosions. When that word multitude is this idea of many upon many upon many, we can't even count how many angels that they would have seen. And this multitude and this heavenly host conveys this idea of an army fell in the sky. And talk about being afraid. But then this army and the angels, they begin to sing. What a sound. Can you imagine a choir that big? And they sing glory to God. I can't sing that well. Glory to God in the highest. And on earth they're singing peace among those with whom he is pleased. And then, says the angels, went away. Now, if you aren't moved by that, you're insane, right? I think these shepherds were thinking, a baby in a feeding trough? Then, boom, wow. Look at all those angels. I can't believe it. This has to be true. This has to be true. The Messiah is here. And then, they're gone. 
I think the shepherds would have said, we've got to go see this. We have got to see this wondrous sight. And Luke says, the shepherds say, let's go over to Bethlehem and to see this thing that's happened. Let's go. And maybe they left one poor shepherd to mind the flock. They maybe drew straws and, oh man, Dave, he gets stuck watching the sheep. I want to go see the Messiah. Tough luck. And they all head off and they all run. And if it is this tower of the flock, it's about a mile south of Bethlehem and they're heading to Bethlehem and they're running as fast as they can. And they think, I've got to find a baby wrapped in these tight cloths lying in a feeding trough. All right, how are we going to do this? Later on, the Magi have a star to sort of help them. And these shepherds are like, how are we going to find a baby wrapped in cloths in a feeding trough in the town of Bethlehem? Now, it's not huge. The town of Bethlehem didn't have a ton of people in it, but it had more people than usual because all these people were coming back to be registered for the taxation. It's at night, so I can imagine they're getting down to sleep and all of a sudden all this beautiful, wonderful announcement happens and they come running down into Bethlehem. And they're like, all right, we got to find this baby. And so they go to, all right, where where are we going to go? Okay, yeah, let's go to that tavern and find out. And they burst in there and they go, hey, hey, has anybody heard of a baby? Uh, We've got to find a baby. And I'm sure they start talking. They say, well, there was a bunch of pregnant women that came in. There was Rachel. She was pregnant. They went over and stayed with old Sue over there. And And then we had Sarah, that other pregnant woman, her and Frank, they went over there to stay with Jacob, you might want to check them. And so they ran to the first house. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, hey, have you given birth yet? No, we're pushing. All right, sorry, sorry. Boom, the door shuts. They haven't even given birth. The angel said this baby's already been born. So they run to the next door. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, is there a baby? Yes, and it's a baby girl. And they're like, no, I think this is supposed to be a baby boy, the Messiah. Nope, that's not going to work wrong gender. And they run, knock, 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 knock. Hey, we heard you're about to give birth. Yes, we gave birth, and here's the baby, and they go in, and the baby's in a beautiful bed, in a nice new onesie with a little hat on, and they're like, no, 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 this is supposed to be a baby in a feeding trough, and... You know, one of the shepherds say, yeah, yeah, this is too good. Hey, we're happy for your baby. He's a little ugly, but we're we're happy for you. And, you know, they rush out and they go to the next door. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, we got to find a baby. They go in and then, oh, look, it's a baby in swaddling clothes. But the mother's holding him. They're passing the baby around. They look at each other. Could this be it? Swaddling clothes. But then Steve, one of the shepherds, say, hey, guys, did you not remember the baby is going to be in a feeding trough? Have you put this baby in a feeding trough at all? And they look around. No, no, we haven't put this. Who would put a baby in a feeding trough? No, no, we've got a nice crib over here. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. Beautiful baby, by the way. I like it. It looks great. And they back out, you know. Sorry for intruding. And they finally run around. Finally, they say, hey, I heard there's this guy named Joseph and his wife, Mary. They might have given birth. And maybe two, three in the morning, they knock, 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 knock on the door. Door opens. And Joseph's like, dude, 
We're just trying to get some sleep here. We just had a baby. You did, yes. Where's the baby? And he's like, whoa, you guys are smelly shepherds. I know, I know, but we've got some great news for you if this is the right baby. Really, really? And he's looking out. You know, maybe there's like five, six, eight, maybe ten shepherds all clamoring to get into the house. And he's like, come in, come in. And Mary's over there sleeping because she's exhausted. And she wakes up when she sees all these shepherds come in. Wait, let me get the baby so you can look at it. And they go, no, stop. I want to see where it is. And they look over and... Yep, yep, the baby is in swaddling clothes, nicely, tightly wrapped. And a big smile comes on their face. It is lying in a feeding trough. Woohoo! And they high-five each other. This is great. The baby's in a manger. Joseph goes over there and scoops the baby out of the manger. And they all look at the baby. And then they, a couple of them sit down. A couple of them kneel, maybe take off their hat in, in total reverence. And it says that the shepherds began to tell their story. They began to tell Joseph about this angel that just came to talk to him in the field two or three hours ago. And Mary's fully awake and she's hearing about the multitude of angels, the army that was announcing his birth. And everybody in that room, the family that let Joseph and Mary stay with them, the family that was already there in the guest room, they were all there hearing this wonderful story and they're like, wow. I wonder what it's like. And I can imagine they're asking him question after question. But quietly, in the corner, is Mary. It says in Luke that Mary treasured all these things in her heart. She treasured them all. Maybe she's holding the baby and looking down at him and thinking, an army of angels just announced your coming? Your prophecy was fulfilled and foretold all the way back in Micah, our prophet Micah. And an angel appeared and the sky was full of light and I'm holding the Son of God and I think she's thinking all these wonderful thoughts and ideas and treasuring them in her heart and looking at these shepherds thinking, man, God came and told these shepherds who even if they're temple shepherds and looking after temple flocks are pretty insignificant in the big scheme of things like me mary thought i'm an insignificant woman not even married to that significant of a man but that god would give me the privilege of giving birth to messiah she began to rock him. She began to thank God. She began to enjoy the beauty of the moment. But then, in the middle of all this beauty, comes one of the saddest stories, I think, in all of the Bible. 
the beauty of the arrival of the Messiah, the Son of God. It's such a beautiful story. And then comes one of the most tragic stories in all of the Bible. You know what it is? Well, come back next week and we will hear that story. It's a sad story, but right now we're rejoicing. It's the arrival of the Messiah. It's the arrival of the King, our Savior. And man, I sure hope he's your Savior. Because remember what the angel said, right? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. It's not peace on earth to everybody. No, he's saying peace on earth amongst all those who God's pleased with. And I just want to say, if you rejected his son, he's not pleased with you. If you're just going on relying on your own good works and your own church attendance to get you right with God, he's not pleased with you. The only people God is pleased with are those who have said, your son Jesus, he's God. And I'm going to follow him the rest of my days. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to be loyal to him and nobody else. Please, Jesus, save me. Be my Lord. Be my king. If you've done that, if you've asked him to save you, God says, you're at peace. Glory to God and peace to you. If you haven't, well, he's not too pleased with you, and someday his son is going to come back in judgment as king and ruler over all the earth. And then it's not going to be so peaceful for those who don't follow Jesus. So I encourage you to do that today. And those of you who are saved, man, wonder at the story and wonder at who God announced his birth to, not the highest officials but people on the lower rungs of society. Jesus is for everybody, and he comes for the meek and the humble and the poor and the rejected, and he wants those who feel downtrodden and forgotten. Jesus says, you're mine. You're going to follow me? I announce my birth to those very people. And the other cool thing is the birth of Jesus fulfills prophecy. And the birth of Jesus the true lamb who takes away the sins of the world. We're not going to need those sheep anymore. We're not going to need those daily sacrifices anymore because Jesus came to earth to die on the cross as the perfect lamb, the perfect sacrifice. We need to thank him every day. So the next time you see those shepherds in that manger scene at your friend's nativity scene out front, he's carved them out of wood or he's got the blow-up version, if there is one, and it's out there on the front lawn, think, wow, those shepherds were privileged. And those shepherds remind me the joy that Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior is born. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. 
If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.